This is a sad story, and I wanted to talk to an expert about, uh, you know, the ramifications of this story. So in a second, we'll talk with Joseph Newberger, who you know from the show. He is a criminal defense lawyer and uh, one of our experts here on 640 Toronto. This is a Mississauga personal support worker has been charged after investigators allege that she mistreated and stole from a man she was appointed to take care of after a serious car crash. This happened back in 2011. And a 60-year-old man suffered serious life-altering injuries in a car crash. His friend was a personal support worker. Yeah, the people that take care of other people. Offered to take care of him and become his power of attorney. She granted him that um, power of attorney. And between May 2015 and December 2017, police alleged that the man was not only treated poorly... Uh, His health deteriorated, his uh, money was also, some of his money was taken and allegedly misappropriated for personal, that personal support worker's own use. She is uh, identified as 59-year-old Wendy Morris, and the police are now asking if anyone else has had any uh, contact with uh, Ms. Morris that they contact them. Uh, She was arrested on July 25th and charged uh, with, um, theft over $5,000 by a person holding power of attorney just to talk about what sentences could carry and the ramifications of this court case. Uh, Joseph Nurberger joins us right now. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Kelly. So $5,000, one count of theft over $5,000 by a person holding power of attorney. I guess my first question is, what kind of sentence could this carry? Quite significant should be jail. It's a significant breach of trust of an individual who you are in a position of care and authority over. And so taking advantage of a power of attorney in those circumstances and misappropriating funds is a very serious violation of that relationship of trust. And so uh, if this is established beyond a reasonable doubt, the person can be facing some significant jail. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, depending upon the amount of money, uh, you're starting at a minimum one-year jail sentence, minimum. And this is, you know, when I originally heard this story, one count of theft over $5,000, it probably wouldn't carry the same kind of uh, sentence as it would normally, uh, as it would because she was the power of attorney at the, at the time as well. So there's trust there. Well, it, it, it's important. The power, because she had the power of attorney, um, she's accepted a position of trust and authority where she not only has a duty of care, to the individual for physical, emotional, and medical issues, but also over the um, management of finances. So this is very significant. Um, and if further evidence is established that uh, the person who she was allegedly supposed to care for, the victim in this case, had compromised health because steps weren't taken to address health issues, health information wasn't given to families, additional charges could arise, which would relate to failure to provide necessities, or and there's other charges that you know you can you can have, including a breach of trust itself. So um, and it really doesn't matter how many charges you lay. You could just have the uh, theft charge, and as long as there are facts that are aggravating to the abuse of this individual, you, are, you this individual who is accused can be looking at very significant time in jail. And the sad thing is, this is not unheard of. This factors in a lot with elder abuse and mm-hmm. sometimes abuse of persons who are uh, suffering from disabilities. Sure, police are looking for people that um, may have had contact with Miss Morris in a role as a, a personal social worker, or personal support worker, rather, because they, if they have been victimized as well, or they feel they've been the victim of fraud with a similar offense, uh, then I guess they could establish pattern. Absolutely. 
And then if they identify other victims, you'd have multiple charges. And in fact, a, a pattern would be established, which we refer to as similar act evidence. It would be very compelling and it would only increase the jeopardy that this person is facing now. What does it say about giving someone power of attorney? Got to be very careful. You know, um, uh, you know, it, it's it's something that you can't just give away blindly. And And here's the thing, though, you know, listeners may say, well, you know, this was a friend. You really should be giving it to a family member. You know, who knows? An individual can be victimized by family, friends, even a whole year. So, you know, it's very, very challenging. Um, you, you have to really trust the individual you give the power of attorney to. And I think people who are in that position uh, should be subject to some sort of ongoing monitoring in circumstances where people don't have oversight of family or counsel. Maybe there should be some report to a court in conjunction with the Office of the Official Guardian and Public Trustee to try and assist if this is really going to be a wave of the future. I myself as a defense lawyer has seen a number of these cases, and as we have an aging population, we don't want this to become some sort of a criminal epidemic. So there's no monitoring as it stands right now? No, you can give a power of attorney to anybody, and it's a private matter, and there you go, and it may never get discovered. Because in some instances, an individual may go on for years. They won't know that their money is being pilfered away. Sadly enough, their health may deteriorate and they may pass away. And nobody's the wiser, especially if the person has no family. Um, If they do have family and they start to uh, look into what's going on, they can bring a court action and they can discover this. And I think in this case, family members were being denied access to medical information. So there was more discovered as time went on. But, you know, somebody can suffer in silence and nobody will ever know Uh, of the victimization. I know that you can have two executors of your will. Could you have more than one person that has power of attorney? Yeah, you could appoint two people. You can appoint people to one take care of finance, one take care of care. And then if you have a lawyer that you've known for, you know, a decade or two decades, which is not, you know, which is not uncommon if you were in business or had many real estate transactions, you may have a lawyer who did your estate planning work. And then you could have that person as well have some sort of authority over your finances to assist. And so you can create your own network of, of supervision. And, you know, you have to be careful about how you plan this out. You have to be savvy. You have to be savvy. You have to be alert to the chance that you could be victimized. Hopefully most people that you entrust with this family or friends love and care about you enough to never victimize you this way. And and this doesn't happen that often, but this is not unheard of for sure. Yeah, and we look at, we're approaching a time where we've got more elderly people, yeah. uh, you know, and people are busy with their lives. So uh, I guess, how often are you seeing people, you know, establish that kind of network? It's happening more often because the rea- you, you hit it on the nose, and I, I alluded to this, we are having an aging population, and, and some from the previous generation have significant assets but may have limited family. And so estate work is very busy. There's lots of lawyers employed in estate work. And um, when you're developing your own will, you have to decide who are going to have certain powers of attorney or decision-making over you if something happens. God forbid you get sick, you have a stroke or whatever. People have to have the ability to intervene and make important decisions. This happens to all of us. We're going to be making these decisions in our lives, and hopefully those who we trust with this type of power will always take it very seriously.
Well, I hope that uh, the message is, is being sent out loudly and clearly to people that are listening to this show about how they should go about, you know, assigning people to be power of attorney and look after their affairs because it just it's a horrific situation. I mean, this poor family, they're alleging that they were, you know, left out. This uh, personal support worker refused to provide updates on his condition. I can't imagine being in that position where your loved one, you're basically shut out uh, from their life. And this happens a lot of times when there's people with quite a bit of money. I've I I know that there uh, there was a story recently, and it was some Hollywood um, yes. personality that was, uh, you know, they were alleging that an ex-wife was keeping him from his kids, or um, a new wife was keeping him from for his kids. And I can't for the life of me remember well, who it was off the top yeah. of my head. But I remember reading an article about it was at Stan Lee, who was the uh, Marvel comic guy, and then there was another one that I read where there was various abuses that were going on, one by family, another one by being by a new wife. But I, I, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's just, it must be absolutely devastating. So I think if we're armed with the information that this could happen, and, you know, not everybody's out to get you, but the reality is you have to be very careful about who you trust and where you assign, uh, you, you know, your uh, your trust as you get yeah. older. Absolutely. And there's great resources which are available in the province that are public resources where you can, you know, the, find out what your rights are and how to go about things. There are excellent lawyers who practice in the area of, of health law and, and with respect to trusts and estates. So there's a, there's a wealth of information and ability to get assistance no matter where you are in the socioeconomic ladder. Appreciate your time as always, Joseph. You have yourself a, a lovely long weekend. Thank you. You too. Stay cool. All right. Cheers. Joseph Newberger, a criminal defense lawyer with Newberger and Partners. It's just a it's a story that would break your heart. And if you're just joining us now, this is about a Mississauga personal support worker. She's been charged. She's 59 year old Wendy Morris after investigators alleged that she mistreated and stole from a man that she was appointed to take care of after a serious car crash. And this isn't someone she was just appointed to. This was someone that was her friend. And, you know, suffered serious life-altering injuries in a car crash. She offered to take care of him and became his power of attorney. And then uh, the police have now charged her with one count of theft over $5,000 by a person holding power of attorney. And as Joe said, and rightfully so, I'm happy to hear this, you know, the sentence could be jail time. Because you have instilled your trust in this person And I think uh, this should be a message that should be sent out loud and clear to people that are going to abuse people's trust. It's a horrible, horrible story. And and cops in uh, Peel are looking for you if you feel that you have had, uh, you know, any contact with Miss Morris and may have been the victim of fraud or a similar offense that she has been accused of.